Welcome to Capital Conversations, an ERLC podcast from Washington, D.C. I'm your host, Jeff Pickering. Around the table on Capital Conversations, you'll hear from the policy team of the Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission, as well as featured guests from outside our D.C. office. Our conversations cover the policy debates and news shaping our world as we aim to connect our Christian theological motivations to political engagement in Washington. This week on the podcast, we have a lot of guests joining the Capital Conversations Roundtable, and I'm really excited for it because these episodes where we talk to our ERLC interns are some of my favorites every year because it gives uh, you all, our listeners, a chance to hear from the college students that have invested a a spring or a summer or a fall with the ERLC, uh, and though everything in life right now in 2020 is different. Our internship continued on and we were really lucky organization-wide to have, uh, I believe it's 11 interns join us from around the country for a remote internship program. Seven of those would have been with us in DC and worked directly with our policy team. And while they weren't in DC, they were able to join us for an internship program this summer remotely while we are all working spread out about the country. And I'm really excited for you to hear from them in this episode. Joining me to interview these interns is my friend and colleague who you have heard before on this podcast, Brooke Kramer. Brooke, welcome back to Capital Conversations. Hey, everybody. Glad to be here. Uh, Brooke, I'm reminded every time we do this uh, podcast of the podcast we recorded when you were an intern. That was a good time. Do you remember that? Yeah. It's um, really kind of you to bring it up again. (laughs) Yeah. uh, I I don't know if we've ever talked about this on the show because obviously it got edited out, but we were recording with Brooks intern class uh, a couple falls ago and we, (laughs) We came to Brooke first, and she claims that I did not. You claim, Brooke, that I did not give you a sufficient heads up that I was going to come to you first for the introduction. Not only did you not give me a heads up, you actually tried to trick me and said that a different intern would be leading off the discussion. You were trying to catch me off guard so that I would perform better. Um, It did not work. Well, I thought it, I mean, it, it was pretty amazing because you went into the deepest uh, Southern draw. Hey, y'all, I'm Brooke. Uh, and <laughs> our intern who was from rural Georgia, uh, who actually does have a little bit of an accent, uh, <laughs> was like, hey, y'all, I'm Brooke. What is that? It was, uh, it was quite, quite awesome. Well, it actually did make it to the final cut. And so if you go back and listen to that episode, you can, listen, you can find it. You can, you can hear it for yourself. Well, just for you, Brooke, I will link to that in the show notes of, <laughs> of this episode so folks can go back and enjoy it. Unless you don't want me to. No, it's fine. Uh, so, Brooke, this, um, this was a weird, a weird summer. And more so than a weird summer, it was a weird spring as the world began shutting down and pivoting away from offices to working from home because of the COVID-19 pandemic. And when it all started, we, we had really just sent out offers for the summer program 
And you and I, as well as our uh, Nashville colleagues who had just done the same for their summer interns in the Nashville office, we were a little confused there and unsure if this internship would happen. So talk to me about what that process was like for us at the ERLC as we considered the summer 2020 internship program and if it was even going to happen. Yeah, so when everything kind of shut down and we went to a working from home situation, we had an intern with us um, that just moved to a sort of remote um, programming. And that was very different because we already knew her and she was folded into our um, just weekly rhythms and our workflow. And so it was a much easier transition for her to move to remote work. And when we were thinking about what a remote internship would look like from the very start, that was something that was quite different of, you know, having, having strangers be um, kind of contributing to our work now and trying to get to know people over Zoom and hopefully make it worthwhile when you can't have conversations in the office and um, can't go to, to meetings and things like that. So. Right. Yeah. And at the beginning, I know I was in the camp as we had these meetings at ERLC, which just said, if we can't have in-person internships, then it's not worth it. Let's just postpone, give everybody a deferment for a future semester. And, you know, I, I almost laugh because I look back uh, at where we were in March and in April and how little did we know what a new normal this would become, not just for ERLC, but for for the world as a whole. And, and I remember asking Dr. Moore in a staff meeting once uh, about if he thought the annual meeting of the SBC was going to happen this year. And he said, he said, I think so. I think it is going to happen. But if it has to be canceled, it won't be a big news story because this pandemic will be such an all-encompassing situation that it will of course, it will make sense that large in-person events like that will have to be canceled. Um, so all of that to say, it's been a weird summer, but it's been awesome. And uh, Brooke, we were just reflecting in our uh, in our staff meeting this morning about how thankful we've been for this group of interns and the way that it all worked out. Yeah, for sure. Um, we have had quite a busy summer with um, the normal, you know, Supreme Court. Uh, cases that we're working on, as well as, you know, advocacy for um, coronavirus relief legislation and um, what those those CARES packages look like and, you know, fighting for the provisions that we want we want in those pieces of legislation. So it's been quite a quite a busy summer. And the the way that we've been able to to serve Southern Baptists has been, um, you know, hugely increased with the um, with the interns that we've been able to have on staff and um, help us with production of content and um, getting things out. So, Brooke, that's that's all exactly right. And I'm excited for our folks to hear from this summer 2020 class of, of DC interns. And uh, as listeners have heard me say many times before when we do these internship episodes, 
This is one of my favorite parts of the job, leading our internship program, and that's because we at the ERLC are dedicated to seeing each generation engage the culture with the gospel of Christ. So we, we are busy cultivating leaders that work in all spheres of culture. And our internship program exists to prepare students and young professionals that are in college or maybe in, in post-grad work or, or maybe taking a, a year off as they consider where God might be calling them in life and in ministry and with their career. Uh, and we bring them on for a program that's gospel-centered and, and kingdom-focused. And we offer semester and year-long programs. Uh, and I would normally say here in both of our offices, but for the sake of, of this conversation during the pandemic, I'll say with both of our offices in Nashville and Washington, even remote. Uh, we are planning for the fall to be a remote program as well. And if you are interested or if you know somebody in your college ministry or your church or or your your community that might be interested, you can go to erlc.com slash internships to learn more and apply. All right, so Brooke, let's jump in. And like all of our meetings this summer, we are recording this podcast via Zoom. Uh, and so listeners, even though you'll only be receiving audio, we've got video of everybody and our interns are at home like some of us. Some of them are sitting in offices that are way nicer than than our offices. You know, I think they're sitting in their, uh, their, their parents' workplaces that might be empty for better internet. We've got, we even have somebody in a church uh, children's classroom. So it's a pretty fun set up to see where all our ERLC interns have been throughout the summer. Uh, and I will just, we'll just offer my apologies to everybody for the inevitable internet issues recording this on Zoom because, hey, that's, that's life in, in a pandemic. So uh, interns, welcome to Capital Conversations and let's get started off with your biographies. Tell us a little bit about yourselves. Hey y'all, I'm Julia. I am from Goldsboro, North Carolina, which is on the eastern part, but I currently live in Charlottesville, Virginia, where I go to the University of Virginia as a dual degree student. I'm getting a master's of public policy and a law degree at the same time. So I've got about three more years left up in Charlottesville, and I am not quite sure exactly what I want to do when I finish. Um, I think I want to do something in the sphere of law, helping people out with that legal degree that I will have worked very hard for, but not quite sure exactly where God has called me yet. Well, I will just say, Julia, that was a pretty savage and perfectly played. Hey, y'all. Well done. All right, Jackson, coming to you. I'm Jax McNeese. I am live in Oklahoma City right now. Uh, I attend Baylor University in Waco, Texas. I study medical humanities with a minor in legal reasoning and analysis. And I graduate, I'm not quite sure like the other two. I'm not quite sure what I want to do, but I'm super interested in clinical bioethics and health policy. So we'll see where the Lord leads me. So I am Mary Beth Teague. I'm from Charlotte, North Carolina, but I actually spend most of my time in Louisville, Kentucky, going to school at Boyce College. I'm a rising senior this fall, and I'm in the philosophy, politics, and economics program. And the goal eventually is to be in Washington, D.C. Not really sure, but I'm trusting the Lord uh, has a plan. Hello, I am Juliana Martinez. I am now residing in Des Moines, Iowa. I study at Dort University, and I'm studying political science and business. I graduate this December, which is good timing for a politics student. Uh, after the elections in November, I'm hoping to work directly in politics to one degree or another. 
Uh, I'm Sloan Collier. I'm from Chico, California, uh, but now I live in Fort Worth, Texas, attending law school at Texas A&M. Uh, and I am specializing in international and do domestic policy, uh, so I hope to uh, work in, in, that, uh, in that field. Hi, my name is Carolina Lumetta, and I'm from Kalamazoo, Michigan. I'm a rising senior at Wheaton College in Illinois, studying English writing with a minor in political science. And to kind of continue the theme, I'm not sure what I want to do after graduation. I have somewhat competing interests between journalism and policy work, and while I still haven't decided between the two, my work with ERLC has helped give a better look at what policy work would look like. Hi, my name is Seth Billingsley. I am from originally Dallas, Texas. I'm currently attending John Brown University in Salem Springs, Arkansas. I'm a rising senior studying both political science and international business with a minor in economics. And post-grad, I'm hoping to eventually make my way to a grad program looking into education policy. And after that, maybe go into research or academia. All right. Well, as you can tell, our interns are really all over the map uh, in where they think the Lord might be leading them with their careers and life and ministry aspirations. Uh, but the the really neat thing is there is this shared sense of of interest in what does it look like to be a faithful Christian in the public square, and that's one of my favorite things about the internship program specifically, and the conversations that are had and the work product that each intern gets to play a role in throughout the semester is varied backgrounds, varied uh, interest broadly, but then a shared commitment. Uh, to learning what it means to be gospel-centered and, and, and faithful to the kingdom of Christ above all else. And so I'm excited for you to hear more about what their summer was like. But but first, y'all, we, we just have to start off with the question uh, about the pandemic, because I, I've had lots of canceled plans uh, in my life since this all began. Uh, and it's unfortunate and it's sad, you know, various vacations that have had to be postponed, my son's first birthday party, uh, because obviously I'm a Texan uh, living as a Texpat out of state, uh, out of the Republic. And so, you know, we weren't able to, to be with our families during his first birthday and all of that. But y'all, I, I cannot imagine what it must be like to be a college student during the pandemic, whether you were supposed to have graduated this May or are going back to school, unsure of what that even means going back to school. So I just want to start out by asking y'all, what in the world is it like to be a college student right now during a pandemic? Yeah, it's insane. It doesn't feel like it presents as many challenges as maybe some other things, but college is already uncertain. Um, there's already it's a season of our life where we're like, okay, eventually we're going to be out of school and in the real world. But right now we're not even sure what the real world looks like. Uh, and especially for most of us going into our senior years of college, we've been anticipating this for however long we've been in school, even for like when we were growing up. And it's like, this is the culmination of everything we've worked for. And now we're going into our senior years, not even sure if we're going to be on campus. So I think it's definitely uncertain, uh, definitely having to learn to trust that the Lord has a plan in this, because right now it feels very confusing and frustrating. Right. And it's easy to, to be discontent in that. But yeah, definitely learning to trust the Lord uh, in all circumstances. I would definitely echo the uncertainty of it all. Um, looking forward, I'm blessed that my university has an action plan in place to allow us to resume classes in the fall on campus. Uh, there's a lot of additional steps that have been taken regarding mask mandates and social distancing guidelines. But all in all, while it'll be different, 
I'm excited to be able to return and still experience my last year of college in a semi-normal fashion, especially given the severity of the recent events. Yeah, I also go to a college where we are planning on going back in person, but overall going to college is the same as what everybody else is trying to figure out in the world. We're taking it one step at a time and not holding on to any plans too tightly because we don't really know what's ahead. Yeah, so moving to the ERLC internship more specifically, can you guys talk a little bit about why you were interested in the ERLC internship in the first place? Yeah, so I was interested in this internship because I've had a passion for justice issues surrounding everything from religious freedoms to adoption and child welfare and more. But I also had many questions about how the church should engage with these issues and approach them. And the ERLC has been the most prominent Christian organization I could find that dealt with this. And I also wanted to explore the policy track and how my desire to write might fit into that. Um, I love research and writing, but the blessing and curse is that you can do anything with it. So yeah, this has been another opportunity to explore a new path that God might lead me down. I would say mine is a little bit different. I had to have a policy-based internship to be able to graduate from my master's program. So I started to go through the process of looking at a bunch of different organizations, and I just found myself really frustrated because I would look at more conservative organizations were very strong on pro-life issues, but maybe not as strong on justice and immigration issues, and the opposite was true for liberal organizations. So I called my father, who is a pastor, so if you're a pastor's kid, get that, understand right there with you, and um, he just gave me some really good counsel and told me to check out the ERLC look and see what they were doing because he felt like I would um, align more with their beliefs on a lot of issues, which is is true, just very compassionate and kind throughout. So I checked out the ERLC, saw that it was unpaid and said, nope. And then later, right before the deadline, I was sitting in church at Center Church in Charlottesville, Virginia, and the pastor just invited us to sit with our hands open and up with our eyes closed and ask the Lord what we weren't surrendering. And I realized that I am truly not surrendering my career to God right now. I was too worried about making ends meet and all the finances of living in D.C. unpaid. And I just felt very convicted to apply the internship. So the service ended. I got up and I almost ran to my car. I didn't speak to anyone. I was probably very rude. But I ran to my car and applied to the internship that day right before the application closed. So just felt a very clear call that this is where I was supposed to be this summer. Well, Lord, we're certainly glad that you both applied, Julia and Carolina. Can someone talk about their expectations um, coming into the program, especially with it being being remote? Yeah, I'm not sure that I had any expectations. Just what Jeff said earlier, we got our um, approval that we were coming to the internship. And then like two weeks later, there was the email of we're going online. And so other just coming off school all online, you're just like, well, this could be Zooms, this could be nothing. But I think coming through this internship, I've been very, very impressed with how everything has been handled. This has far gone far and above any of my expectations for what an online internship could even be. Yeah, to echo Jackson, I my expectations were sort of shattered following the pandemic. I had a lot of friends whose internships were canceled. I had no experience working long-term in DC, and so I really had no idea what to expect. And following the news, we're going to be conducting this online, you know, coming out of the last semester at school with online classes and seeing kind of how that was, you know, more or less a train wreck with the unexpected nature of it, I was concerned. But subsequently, you know, my expectations were not only met, but, you know, 
by far and exceeded by the programming and how this was done. So it's been good. All right. So we beat the expectation of train wreck. So Brooke, I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm just feeling very encouraged that we, good by me. me. (laughs) Yeah. If talk about, uh, talk about setting and exceeding expectations. All right. So I'm, I'm curious, and this is a question that I, I always like to ask our interns at the end of their, at the end of their semester with us, which is what did you learn about the ERLC? while you were interning with us? Because there's there's usually some familiarity with who we are, with Dr. Moore's writings, maybe you've, maybe you've read one of his books. But what did you learn about politics, uh, our work, culture, cultural engagement, maybe Southern Baptist Convention or evangelicalism as a whole? What, what are some things that, that you learned during the semester about the ERLC? So I really learned how broad the ERLC's work is. Um, I didn't realize coming into this exactly how many issues that we touch on and how um, kind of broadly we try to equip church leaders, congregations, all people with faith to think about the issues that are presented to us as part of culture. Um, We've got resources on everything from artificial intelligence to um, adoption and fertility, social media, Supreme Court cases, how to think about immigration. There truly is just a wealth of knowledge that we're able to supply. And then further from that, I really appreciated how everything that we put out complies with a very biblical view of Christian ethics and really guides the way that we think about how to interact with fellow believers and how to interact with non-believers in the public square. Yeah, that's awesome. So moving on to maybe a a fun question or a more fun question, what are some of, um, yeah, just your favorite experiences this semester? Uh, So obviously moving online kind of shifted how we had to see every part of the internship. And one of that was just the actual like relational development between the interns. And so actually one of my favorite experiences were our random intern hangouts. So we would do intern coffee for DC on Thursday afternoons. Uh, Sometimes we did it with the Nashville interns. We did a girls night on zoom, which was ridiculous, but so fun. And so we were um, very intentional about trying to build that community, even though we're all like hundreds of miles away from one another, uh, getting to actually know one another beyond just like, what's your favorite color or what's your favorite dessert, which we did talk about every day. But beyond those questions, we still got to know each other and we talked about really deep issues, but then we also got to laugh together. And I think overall, that's definitely uh, my favorite experience. So my favorite experience was actually uh, pretty stressful, although it was really fun. Uh, So my favorite experience was getting to watch uh, the Supreme Court cases that we were tracking be handed down. So like we would wake up, you know, kind of early in the morning and would be like we were refreshing the page, waiting for that opinion to drop. And as soon as it dropped, we would all scramble to read the case, to draft our explanations of the court cases. Um, and so I'd say, although that was really stressful, it was it was really fun to to be like a part of that fast paced kind of experience. Yeah, the work has definitely been a great you know experience and a lot of fun. And maybe my response isn't as exciting as the previous two, but one of my favorite parts of this experience has definitely been sort of taking the opportunity to marry theology and Christian ethic with political work and you know the political sphere. Going to a Christian school, studying political science. I thought I had a lot of experience with this already, but there's just something completely different about engaging with these fields in the real world outside of the classroom. And so it's, it's been an incredible time. Yeah. So with that ethical development, what, what did the professional development programming look like while you were here? 
Well, every week we've been able to have multiple town halls, coffee hours, like Mary Beth mentioned, and we've had lots of opportunities to follow up with speakers in one-on-one -on -one meetings and have assignments that fit into our specific career goals. So for example, I had told Brooke that I was interested in learning more about podcasting. And since then, I've been able to work on some podcast scripts, come up with pitch ideas, learn inner workings, and well, here we are now too. Um, and we've also been able to share areas that specifically interest us. So I've been able to connect with ERLC staff to work on writing projects. And, you know, we've been able to have Zoom meetings as well. And these meetings would normally be conversations that would happen in the hallways at Leland House. So it requires a little extra coordination. But I've been really blessed to learn so much about faith and work and writing and academics from everybody on the team. And another blessing with being online is we've been able to interact with the Nashville staff too. So I feel like we've gotten to know the ERLC staff really well. Yeah, as Carolina mentioned, we're doing real work that matters. I feel like a lot of times internships or interns particularly get a bad rap for, okay, go get the coffee, get the donuts. You're doing mindless things, working on Excel sheets that don't really matter. Um, but with this internship, we've had hands-on experience in politics and we get to learn by doing and by conversation um, instead of just by watching. So obviously ERLC is a Christian ministry and while we work in a professional setting here in Washington, D.C. and the professional development is a really important part of what we do. Um, it's also a goal of ours that any any student that comes and interns with the ERLC would finish their semester with us loving Jesus more. Uh, and so that's that's really one of the motivators behind the spiritual development aspects of our program. So can you all tell our listeners a bit more about what the program's spiritual development looks like? Yeah, actually, the spiritual development was an unexpected part of this internship, but I've really enjoyed having weekly discussions on Bible study, book study, and ethics training. And after the first week, I learned to budget extra time because these meetings always go over because there's just so much to talk about and discuss. And it's easy to get lost in the work that you do and not think about why you're doing it. But each of these meetings has really grounded me every week by forcing me to think about my own personal set of ethics, beliefs, and convictions. And I mean, prior to this internship, I didn't have in-depth conversations in the workplace on the ethics surrounding the death penalty or sexual identity or artificial intelligence. Also, I've never heard Kingdom of God mentioned so much in one summer, but every consideration has really revolved around this idea. I remember Brooke and Jeff after my interview for the ERLC internship being totally blown away by an interview that was both about our professionalism and our strengths and what we're good at and also being asked about our spirituality and our relationship with Christ. And I remember telling friends, whoa, this is crazy. This is so different than any other internship or interview that I've had because I don't have to not necessarily hide Christ inside of me, but I don't have to suppress talking about it. And so that has definitely carried throughout this entire internship. We, as Seth was saying, we get to talk about politics and religion. And that's unusual in today's age to be able to talk about both equally um, and both with such importance. So Julia mentioned earlier, and we've kind of hinted at it throughout this discussion, but just the breadth of issues that we work on. So can you kind of talk about what your, your favorite policy issues were that you worked on? 
Yeah. So for me, uh, there was a lot of policy issues that I got to work on that I really enjoyed and I really liked. Uh, but broadly, um, my favorite policy issue I had the opportunity to work on uh, was international religious liberty issues, uh, more specifically uh, researching and increasing awareness about the human rights abuses occurring in China uh, against the Uyghur Muslims, uh, as well as Christians and other religious minorities, and just being able to uh, play a role in advocating uh, for imposing sanctions on the Communist Party officials who are responsible for overseeing and, and uh, the overseeing the detention and transportation uh, of the Uyghur Muslims into these uh, forced labor camps. Uh, just being able to play a role in that was was actually uh, really really exciting. Just to just to advocate for that. Um, so I'm really grateful to, be, to have been able to do that. Uh, mine's a little bit different. Mine would be working on the Supreme Court cases just in general. There were six that we worked on this summer, and Sloan mentioned earlier how it was a very stressful but very fun time. I'm a little bit of a thrill seeker, so it would get to be like 9.59 in the morning. The opinion's going to drop in a minute. My heart is just pounding inside my chest, and I am so excited. Um, I think I texted that to the group, um, group me one time, too, just how excited I was. And what I really loved about that was how I was able to take um, some knowledge that I have about Supreme Court cases and kind of develop that further by working with the entire team to fully understand what the decision just said and then distilling that into kind of like bite-sized chunks, if that makes sense. Um, Supreme Court issues can be unnecessarily complicated. So to be able to break that down and explain to uh, people of faith what just happened what it means for us moving forward. Um, it was just really exciting for me to actually get to work in a sphere that I'm interested in and do all that all summer. Yeah, with all this conversation on the Supreme Court, we're bearing the lead a little bit because one of the one of the things that made work on the Supreme Court so memorable, and this is being mentioned in in our Zoom chat here, uh, which is kind of like a little uh, a little green room happening uh, to the right of the recording is how late the Supreme Court went. We've talked about this on, on previous episodes with other guests, but um, but many of those mornings, we would be geared up and excited, and then the court would issue one opinion. It wasn't one of our five cases, and we would all you know, just feel foolish uh, that we were so excited for something that, once again, was not happening. And the gif I would usually send on Slack uh, to y'all was, was Lucy in the football with Charlie Brown. And uh, yeah, they uh, they were Lucy and we were all Charlie Brown gearing up, running, ready to kick it. And then Justice Roberts is like, all right, we're done for the day. So yeah, that was, that was a funny part about this summer in the Supreme Court. So um, this next question that I want to ask is, is about what was, what was your most memorable meeting? And uh, before we do that, this I do, Brooke, want to ask you to to give folks an idea of what was an intern's schedule like. So we had them in meetings to focus on work. So obviously on a Supreme Court day, we're all on a Zoom, kind of a war room style meeting, talking through the opinions. How are we going to respond? What are the top quotes from the opinion or dissent? But they were also in town halls. They were in ethics trainings. They did book discussions. We had a Bible study. Talk to us about what a schedule in the day of the life of a uh, of an ERLC intern during 2020 was like. Yeah, so we tried to make it as consistent as possible so that um, interns would be able to work another job or spend time with family and that they would have some semblance of normalcy as we were going throughout the summer. 
And so what we um, ended up trying to stick to was Bible study Monday afternoons, um, town halls with internal or external guests, which is just kind of a, um, a guest comes on a Zoom and the interns are able to hear about their career and um, ask them questions related to whatever field of expertise they're in. So we would do that. On- and, and who are who are some of those who are some of those external guests that we invited on? So we had uh, Senator James Lankford um, from Republican Senator from Oklahoma. We had Justin Gibney from the AND campaign. We had Jenny Yang from World Relief. We had Shannon Royce from the um, Department of Health and Human Services, the the Partnership Center there. We had um, just several really, really great um, external guests that were generous with their time, which we appreciated. But yeah, so we had we had the town halls then on Tuesday and Thursday mornings. And then ethics discussion happened on Wednesday morning. And then we had a book discussion on Friday mornings, um, which was over Dr. Moore's book Onward and um, then Matt Perriman's What's Best Next for part of the summer, as well as just various articles from different different publications. So that that was kind of that was kind of basic schedule. Then we also had um, Tuesday afternoon coffees with the staff and the interns. And then Thursday afternoon coffees just um, for the interns themselves. Um, But yeah, like I like I said, we tried to keep to that schedule, but there were um, a number of, you know, rescheduling mishaps and um, and things like that. So well, and time zones. Time zones has been one of the funniest things that I think everybody in America has been getting used to when all of our meetings are on are on Zoom. Um, so let's talk about some of those some of those memorable meetings. Um, so what were what were some of some of your favorites? What what were some of the most memorable ones? And maybe let's have uh, a few more folks jump in here after Mary Beth. Uh, so we talked about this as interns like earlier. Um, before this even started it's like there's something memorable from pretty much every meeting we had like we walked away with something whether it was a town hall whether it was ethics whether it was just coffee together like we walked away with something new each time I think uh, there are two ethics seminars that really stand out to me um, from the summer and one of them was uh, it was supposed to be just a one-hour stint talking about marriage divorce and pornography but rather than it just being our one hour like allotted for our ethics seminar, it extended over the course of the day and it ended up being around three hours. Um, just because we were willing to talk about really hard issues, that's been something a theme through the summer is like we don't, or the ERLC doesn't like back off from hard things. Like they address issues and especially when we're talking about Christian ethics, like they're willing to address the hard things and stand firm on their position. Uh, and so we've been able to talk through um, those kind of issues, but my most memorable meeting of all of them was probably when we discussed capital punishment. Uh, and that was because it was one of the first times in my life that I've been part of a large group setting, discussing something that's very, can be divisive at some points. Um, but we, many of us agreed, many of, many of us disagreed, but we were able to have a very civil conversation. We were able to present our arguments well. Um, we were able to have just a really open discourse um, on the topic and looking at scripture, looking at um, other uh, research that we have for the issue. Um, and we were able to walk away from it just knowing that uh, we love one another, that we still um, care deeply as our brothers and sisters in Christ, um, but it's okay if we disagree on different topics. And so I think that's super important uh, for 
uh, this internship is that they've created a safe space for us to grow um, in our ideas, but also uh, in our love for one another. One of my favorite uh, town halls was actually with Justin Gibney before coming to the ERLC, really even before him on the Zoom call, I had no idea who he was, but he brought such a fresh sense of partisanship uh, or poor partisanship, actually, if you're familiar with him or the Anne campaign. Um, I think he really brought what it means to be a faithful Christian in a political realm. So that was something that was super interesting to hear, new um, refreshing. I actually went home, subscribed to his podcast. Can't wait to read his book that just came out. So he was definitely something that I really enjoyed meeting, hearing, listening to, and casting a vision to what it looks like in the future. Yeah, I'd also say that one of the more memorable meetings was one of our town halls with Bobby Reed, who's the chief financial officer. And we all had so many questions for him because we're all starting this more adulty phase of figuring out what how do we budget and how do we pay off student loans and yeah we took so many pages of notes and we're asking him so many questions and he gave us just very no-nonsense answers like I think I remember he just stopped and said guys your income needs to be greater than your expenses and then just stopped and so we all <laughs> we all have joked that we just need Bobby to be our tough love mentor. And yeah, we're all in the Bobby Reed fan club now. That is amazing. And I will say, uh, we're as a, as an employee of the organization for which Bobby helps lead our uh, financial planning and uh, and has for many years. He he has been he has been on the ERLC staff uh, for for many. I think possibly longer than anybody else currently on the staff. The staff are all in the Bobby Reed fan club as well, because in in such a time as this economic crisis, the financial stewardship of our leadership with the leadership and stewardship of Bobby have led us to really be in a great place right now. Uh, and, you know, Bobby just does an incredible job stewarding the Southern Baptist Convention's generosity to the ERLC through the cooperative program. And his town hall was actually one of the ones that I missed. And so I love, I love to hear that it was so practical. I mean, I would expect nothing less of, of Bobby, but that, that is fantastic. Let's talk about now, um, moving forward, next steps. What, what are you going to take away from this internship? I think the main thing that I'm moving, that I'm taking away from this internship moving forward uh, is that religious liberty um, here domestically and internationally is, is a constant and, and real struggle. Uh, I mean, you know, for example, you know, now we're facing the issue of whether or not faith-based adoption agencies who, by the way, don't even receive federal funding um, have a constitutional right to refer children uh, exclusively to um, married heterosexual couples. I mean, that's that's the next big question. So th- there's, an, there's an absolute need uh, for people to be on the front lines in, in law and in public policy uh, and, in, and even in international affairs. Uh, to be advocating uh, for the fundamental human right uh, to practice your religion peacefully and according to your conscience, you know, without the interference of, of the government or, or even another group. And so I think this has really uh, fueled the flames of my passion uh, to, to advocate for religious liberty. I think for me, one thing that I'll take forward, I referenced it earlier with Justin Gibney, was the importance of Christians being very bad partisans. Because um, if we fit cleanly into any of our parties, we fit poorly into the kingdom of God. Uh, so I think there's something so practical and important that we're missing in our current political um, 
structure that if we are so focused on what does this party say or what does that party not say, um, we are forgetting what Jesus has said. So I think that going forward for me is how I'm starting to look at politics. Well, guys, this this has been uh, a great conversation, and there's only one, you know, one one more question about your experience as we reflect back here during your final week of the internship program. I'm curious, what are the funny moments that happened? You know, usually these have to happen while somebody's, you know, we're out walking in the dead heat of summer in business professional and suits and ties and, you know, something funny happens or you get to a meeting and you just can't stop sweating. So, so it wasn't all bad being remote, uh, you know, with, with dress code and lack of having to be in a suit in the DC summers, but I'm sure there are some funny things that still happened. So, so talk to us about that. What are some of the funny moments from this summer? Yeah, Jeff is absolutely right and that Zoom has not curtailed any funny moments. I think Mary Beth started each Zoom meeting off with the end of the day. Some were rather spicy. Some kind of went off into nowhere and we just learned weird, really weird facts about Midwestern traditions. Uh, but I think one of the best uh, moments that we had was Brooke was showing us how to make coffee with an AeroPress and like she's got her she's doing ba- like like a Bobby Flay cooking demonstration is what it felt like a little bit. <laughs> um, and then right on Zoom, her everything spills, coffee's all over the place, the mug has fallen, and it is a royal mess. Um, it was so funny to watch just her talk about how great an AeroPress was, and then she didn't even get to enjoy any of it. Well, <laughs> coffee all over my laptop. I still don't have full use of the touch bar on my computer, but it's fine. Yes, that that was a that was a funny moment of a, a failed demonstration. I still stick by my guns that AeroPress is the best way to make coffee. I made it without incident this morning, and it was and it was great. I think another part. I mean, all of these are pretty much the Zoom related things that everyone has experienced. But it's my favorite is the silent laughter. Like you know, when something happens, you can <laughs> see everyone laughing, but you can't hear it. And so it's just a very bizarre experience to know that you're funny but not hear it. Um, but then also, uh, one of our particularly favorite moments um, happened last week. Trying to end out a Zoom call. Thankfully, we like knew pretty much everyone on the call, but. Uh, Brooke and Jeff just kind of like dipped off and all of a sudden we were all just staring at one another with our speakers still on the call having no idea just like completely awkward silence and then finally Alex Ward just steps up and he's like all right guys this has been fun and just ends the call for all of us to like just scatter and we all just kind of sat there looking like what are we doing now so that was probably one of our favorite moments. Thankfully while it was an external guest it was a uh, it was Dan Darling who is just recently an external guest. He would have been internal as our VP of communications here at ERLC. Uh, we had Dan come on as well as with Chelsea talking about publishing and and becoming an author and, and professional writing. And I was actually out uh, running an errand, just listening in, and was sitting in my car uh, right as it ended. So I was just ready to get off, uh, but. Yeah, Zoom. Our whole life is on Zoom right now, which is which is funny in a tragic way. The thing the thing about Zoom is it almost necessitates an awkward ending because you can't you know pick up your things and walk out of a room um, and you know continue on with the small talk. Like you have to just end it, and then and then once you end it, you can't take it back. You can't just immediately undo. 
So I knew when I closed out of that meeting that that was going to be an awkward time for you all that were still in the meeting. Um, but at that point, there's nothing you can do about it. And you just have to laugh and let it ride out. So It's funny. You, you talk about uh, <laughs> silent laughing. That feels like it could be a theme for, for, the, uh, for the coronavirus summer internship program uh, in kind of the way the Japanese government's uh, directive to scream inside your heart on roller coasters so you don't spread particles that could spread the virus is kind of developing to be a global theme during 2020. Laugh silently and scream inside your heart. And so with that, let's ask this final question. Why should someone apply to the ERLC internship program? I think the best part of the internship is that it doesn't just like help you grow in one area. It cultivates the whole person. Um, we already talked about the professional and spiritual development that happens within the internship. And you're not going to get that most other places. You're going to focus on one or the other. Um, and they're both really, really important, especially for a Christian who's wanting to engage in the public square. Um, and so I think this uh, particular internship in the DC office, um, you get to see what it looks like to actually engage in political life. You get to work on actual assignments and you get to do writing projects um, together, but then you also get to spend time in God's word uh, with one another. And you get to see what it looks like to grow in your spiritual walk with the Lord, but you also get to see what it looks like to grow in fellowship with one another. I would say continuing on from what Mary Beth just mentioned about growing in your spiritual walk and combining that with politics, for me, the most valuable part of this internship was being taught and like really learning a stable biblical Christian ethics and being able to apply it to a ton of different political issues. And I think the biggest thing that I will take from this internship is that we are not called to a tribe as in a political party, but we're called to a testament as in we are called to um, emulate the life of Christ. And that doesn't fit neatly into either political party. So this was a great introduction to that and really helping me work in that sphere and try to balance those two worldly competing issues that are actually just very equal in the gospel. What the ERLC internship has taught me is how to better think um, about the world around us. I think, as Seth said earlier, we combine theology, policy, and kind of this marinated sense. And I think that's something that's so important for Christians today is to be able to go out in the public square, um, defend our Christian worldview um, competently, adequately, and over and above sufficiently. So that's one thing that the ERLC has taught me, and I think everyone should apply to enter the ERLC because they too can learn these skills that are necessary for their entire life. I have been so stripped this summer because we are all kingdom-minded, even if we have different political ideologies in the background. It's just that background. It's not our foundation. We all have the same general idea of what it means to be a Christian, and so it's been such an incredible opportunity to stretch politically and also in God's word. Um, I would say there's two main reasons why you would want to apply to the internship. Uh, first, um, it was really evident that the ERLC staff like really cares about the interns, about investing in them uh, spiritually and also professionally. Uh, so I think you know that that should be a, a major reason why you'd want to apply to this internship. Uh, and number two, um, if you're passionate about uh, law, politics, theology, ethics. If you're passionate and care about any of those things, um, then you can't lose with this internship. You're going to find this really intellectually engaging and in ways fulfilling. Another thing that's unique to the ERLC is that it's a safe place to ask really personal questions about issues of faith that you're confused about or 
that you want to learn more of and how it relates to policy actions or justice initiatives. So yeah, every assignment, whether drafting a statement of principles or sitting in on a roundtable meeting, we've all been taught how to insert our faith into work as an outflow of Christ-like love, which I think is a huge strength of it. Guys, that was great. This is Capital Conversations, an ERLC podcast from Washington, D.C. I want to end this episode by thanking Brooke and Alex Ward in our Nashville office who led the Nashville interns uh, during this time. Brooke and Alex just did an absolutely incredible job taking all that we had built for in-person, in-office internships and taking it online. And uh, as you heard, as you heard during this, uh, during this conversation, it really was an incredible internship. And we that wasn't guaranteed. We didn't know it would be. And so whether it's Alex and Brooke managing the day-to-day or Josh leading Bible studies and, uh, and ethics trainings or, or everybody else uh, who, who contributed to this, to this internship from Dr. Moore all the way through our staff participating in town halls, Senator Lankford and, and other guests, uh, friends of the organization who came on and spent time with our interns. It was a really great summer. And this will always be a highlight for what otherwise is, is going to be remembered as a strange year. And I think that it just speaks, it's just a testament to the, just the quality of the internship class this year. I mean, we had a great bunch of interns in the DC office and in the Nashville office, and it just would not have worked if we had had um, a lesser caliber of, of interns. So speaks to the volume of their, their work and their character. Yeah, absolutely. And as always, we're going to miss y'all. This has been a great summer and I can't wait to meet you all in person at some point and find out how tall you each are because I have no idea because you're all you're all just on these Brady Bunch calls and it's I just see your head. So no no clue how tall we all are. But once again, if you are interested in our internship program, you know somebody who might be interested, send them a link to this show and they'll learn more about our program, how awesome it is and why they should apply. So you can go to erlc.com slash internships to apply. And as always, if you enjoy listening to Capital Conversations, be sure to subscribe to us wherever you are listening and leave us a rating and a review. And uh, as always, resources from this conversation and a link to our internship application are available in the show notes as well as at erlc.com. And this is all as every week to equip you and your church. Mm